Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Bay Area, it's time for Bay Area Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Bay Area Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Leah Davis Coaching, inspiring women of color to claim their wealth legacy. Today on Bay Area Business Radio, we have Madeline Mackey with Madeline Mackey and Associates. Welcome. Thank you, Lee. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. So tell us about uh, your practice, how you serving folks. We at Madeline Mackey and Associates activate career dreams, and we do that through coaching, training, document creation, and outplacement services. We help people find jobs to take care of themselves, their families, and their lifestyle. Now, uh, obviously, that work is super important, and people a lot of times don't really understand the mechanics behind what a, jo- a successful job search, uh, what it, what you need to be doing and how to go about doing it. Can you share a little bit, maybe some advice for our listener who are looking for jobs? What are some of the kind of must-do things in order to be successful in, in finding your next job? So I'm going to tell your listeners to write down these three steps, create, cultivate, and activate. The first thing everyone needs to do is slow down and create a vision of what kind of job they're looking for next. So writing out the perfect day, writing out your job description of your ideal job, what is the vision of your next role look like? Once you've created the vision, let's cultivate the resources and figure out how do we get there? So creating a target list of companies that match that vision, checking in with your network to see who works at those types of companies. That's where having a LinkedIn profile is going to come in very handy. Having your resume together. Those are all resources that you need. So once you've cultivated the resources, now we activate. Now we start applying for jobs. Now we start networking. We start posting on LinkedIn, we have informational interviews, we interview, we negotiate an offer, and we go back to work. But it needs to happen in that order. We have to first create the vision, then cultivate the resources, and then we activate. Now, um, do you find that people who are looking for jobs, they don't look at that activity of looking for jobs as their job? Like they're waiting somehow for some magical thing to happen that someone's going to call them randomly out of the blue and then hire them. I hear that all the time where people say to me, my LinkedIn profile, I'm not getting calls from recruiters on LinkedIn. And part of that reason is that that mindset comes from a lot of us found our last jobs through magic. It was through our network. Somebody called us up and said, hey, I have this great opportunity for you. Um, Send me your resume. Or we were promoted internally at our own companies. So this having to do an active job search, having to actually be the one looking, it's different, which means it requires a different skill set. And I think that's the biggest mistake that people make in their job search is they don't realize that looking for a job is action-based. So you have to do certain activities, but unfortunately people do the wrong activities. And when you say you have to do certain activities, you're talking about this is something, if not every day, certainly every week, you should be doing something that's moving the ball forward in this regard, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And when I say people are sometimes doing the wrong activities, what some people think to do to move the ball, as you said, is they think, oh, I'm just going to apply for jobs. I'm going to go on to Indeed or LinkedIn or Monster.com and I'm going to just apply for jobs and then I'm done. So I applied for five jobs this week and I've done what I needed to do to find a job. Think about how you found your last job. Many of us found our last job through someone in our network. So what I break it down with my clients is I say, hey, on Mondays, you can go ahead and look on the job boards and make a list of jobs that you want to apply to. And then on Tuesdays, before you apply for that job, reach out to your network, talk to people that might be at some of those companies, reach out to the recruiters at those companies, ask. LinkedIn, do a post saying, hey, I'm looking at opportunities at company A, B, and C. Does anyone know someone I could talk to there? Then on Wednesday, take the time to prepare your documents, your resume, your cover letter, your LinkedIn profile. Slow down and really customize those documents for each job. Then on Thursday, you can do some professional development. Give the document some breathing space because when you look at it again on the next day with some fresh eyes, I guarantee you're going to find one or two typos that you want to catch before you send it in. So Thursday should be some professional development days. Listen to a blog or a podcast. And then on Friday, follow up with your network and then submit those resumes so that at the end of the week, you can say, wow, I made a list of all the jobs I wanted to apply to. I networked with my audience. I took my time and customized my documents. I did some professional development to keep my skills sharp and I applied for a job. See, there's a variety of different activities that goes into the job search, not just applying for jobs online. I would think, I mean, you're the expert in this, but to me, when you're applying for a job in one of those kind of mass ways in a, a, you know, a job listing where they're just kind of anybody on the planet can apply, those are like almost like lottery tickets. Sure, somebody could win that, but the odds are it's not going to be you. That it's more likely you're going to get a job through a friend of a friend who knows somebody there who can put a word in for you that you're going to kind of cut the line and then have your information kind of at the top of the pile. And isn't that what they the work that really is at the heart of, of your service, that you help them kind of focus in on those things? Because those are the ones that seem to me more likely places to get in the next job. Absolutely. Your network, the people you know, your associates, is the number one tool in your job search. It's not your resume. It's not your LinkedIn profile. It's not the number of jobs that you submit into the black hole, or I love that you said it's a lottery ticket. It is the number of people you talk to and let them know I'm looking and seeking my next opportunity. And I think the folks, they forget how when they when they are trying something new or they have found a favorite place or anything like that, they want to tell their friend and they want to believe their friend's recommendation. So it's no different when someone's hiring or looking to hire. Somebody that is working at a place that you know about or is a friend of a friend, that, that company would rather hire the friend of the friend than a stranger. <laughs> like, everybody wins when that happens. Everybody wins. And... A lot of companies, they value those referrals so much from their employees that work there that they give their employees referral bonuses. And I've heard everything from $1,000 to $20,000 
of referral bonuses. So it's a win-win for everyone. The employee gets a referral bonus, the job seeker gets a job, and the company gets someone, hires someone that they know, like, and trust already because it's coming from a reliable source. So, and that's where the power of LinkedIn, you can go on to LinkedIn and let's say you want a job at Google because everybody wants a job at Google. And you can look at the Google company page on LinkedIn and you can see everybody you know, and trust me. So a lot of people are thinking, I don't know anybody at Google. Go look at the Google company page on LinkedIn. You will probably know at least one person that you can reach out to and say, hey, I'd like to apply for this great role at Google. Would you be able to submit me as an internal referral and you can earn a referral bonus? Now, does this strategy work primarily with folks who have kind of like typical jobs? They want to get a job in accounting or marketing or um, you know, IT, just kind of the the basic, not the ba- not. I don't want to demean that those roles, but they're the just what the majority of people are kind of working in that space. Does it work as well in like the super creative spaces? Like, say, I wanted to be an actor, or say, I wanted to write for a sitcom. Would that same strategy work for me if I was going after one of those kind of jobs that are more? difficult to land. Absolutely. So I Lee, I spent 15 years working at professional theaters all across the country. I worked at Chicago's Goodman Theater, the La Jolla Playhouse in San Diego, the Seattle Repertory Theater. And for six years, I was the associate production manager at Berkeley Repertory Theater. And I know for a fact, many of the directors that I worked with, they like to work with the people they know. They like to work with the actors they know, the designers they know, the script writers. So it is kind of incestuous in any industry. People just like to work with people they know, like, and trust. I know that's a sales saying. In sales, they say people buy from who they know, like, and trust. People do everything with the people they know, they like, and they trust. So using your network is the number one tool in your job search. So now you mentioned LinkedIn a few times. Teach me how to become more of a LinkedIn ninja. What are some of the activities I should be doing on LinkedIn on a regular basis? The first thing on LinkedIn is have a complete profile, top to bottom, and that includes that LinkedIn profile photo that I know a lot of people don't want to do because they're like, oh, they're going to see how old I am, or they're going to discriminate me against me for any of the isms. You know what? You need to have a LinkedIn profile. Bottom line, profiles, uh, LinkedIn profiles with photos get seven to 10 times more views than those that don't have a profile photo. So have a complete LinkedIn profile with a photo, a headline, and all those sections should be filled out. Your about section, your past work history, you only go back 10 to 15 years and making sure you have all the skills and endorsements. That section on LinkedIn where you can add in the different skills, you need to have at least 40 to 50 skills there. So that's step one, get a completed LinkedIn profile. Step two is then engage your network. So before you start reaching out to strangers on LinkedIn, take a look at the people you know. You can even export your LinkedIn connections. Just go into the LinkedIn help library and type in export connections. And it's a three-step process to do that. You can export your connections into an Excel file. And then step three is to activate. So 
what you'll do is you'll reach out to those connections via email, not LinkedIn message, because sometimes people don't check their LinkedIn messages on a regular basis. But if you look at someone's profile and click on contact info, you're going to see their email. So you email your connections and you say, hey, it's been a while since we spoke, since we connected on LinkedIn, since we worked together. And I am looking at for a new opportunity as a project manager. I am wondering if you know anyone at the following companies or anyone that could help me out with this job search. Send one email like that every single day to someone you know, and I guarantee you by the end of the month, you will have more interviews. Yeah, that's great advice. Now, is there any advice for the people who are like, you know what, that sounds good, but I'm going to just keep, I'm going to keep submitting my name in the hat in these big job boards. Is there a strategy for that? Because to me, that seems like almost a waste of time, but is there kind of things you could be doing to maximize your chances of success in that environment? Absolutely. So one of the things that you're going to need to do then is customize your resume. So I know those big job boards, Indeed, Monster, even LinkedIn, you're able to apply with your profile. And I don't recommend that because if you're applying for your profile, then you're not able to customize it for that particular role. And you have to remember, they're looking for the exact match of the person that can do that job. So what I recommend is take that job description, copy and paste it into Microsoft Word, highlight all the skills that are mentioned in those job descriptions. They, we call those the keywords. And then go look for those keywords in your resume. Make sure all those keywords from that job description that you know how to do is listed in your resume. And then take your time with those applications. If it asks for a cover letter, submit the cover letter. If it asks for references, submit the references. And I know we all hate it when they ask for salary expectations, but you need to fill it out completely because that's the first step in even being considered. You skip any of those sections and you can automatically void your application just by skipping a question. So customize your application, then take your time and fill it out completely. And then I still recommend going on to LinkedIn and seeing if you can find somebody you know at that company, even just telling them, hey, I just submitted my application online. Um, I wanted to give you a heads up. Could you give the recruiter or the hiring manager a heads up to look for my application? Now, uh, you mentioned the salary question, and that's something that freaks everybody out. They're afraid that they're going to say a number and they're just guessing a number in thin air. Is there a strategy behind that? Do you do a range? Uh, do you kind of go to glass door to get some some sort of an idea of what this position pays? Like, uh, what do, what do you do to answer that question? Where so you're not kind of um, eliminating yourself at that question. That's always a tough one because every application, that question is phrased a little bit differently. Sometimes you can't put in a range; you can only put in a solid number. Sometimes they make you pick from a range, like a drop-down list. Um, sometimes they even start you at a certain number. So my recommendation is to answer it as truthfully as you possibly can. So we all have a range. We know what we need to survive, to live off of. So take whatever your, your nut is. We call that the nut, the minimum nut of how much you need to live off of. Add 10% to that and start that as your range and move up from there. Um, but it's always a tricky question. 
No one likes to answer it. There really is no good way to answer it. So I say, go with the truth. And here's the thing, at the end of the day, remember this, whatever you put on that application is not an agreement, is not a contract, it's not binding. It's a starting point. It's a conversation piece. So answer it truthfully. And then when you get your foot in the door, have an honest conversation with them about compensation range. And I've seen it. Things change as you go through the interview process. So just take it one step at a time. Now, is there a different strategy for folks maybe at the executive level that are trying to either attract recruiters or who recruiters contact them? At the executive level, it's a, it's still going to be your network. That's going to be your primary tool. Um, they're going to reach out to you. But yes, you can also reach out to executive recruiters and executive staffing firms. Um, I will say for any executive role, vice president or above, they rarely, if ever, hire from a blind application that was submitted online. It's always through the network. It's always through their referrals. So all of my executives that I work with, they know it's important that they network, network, network with their community. And that's how they find their jobs at the executive level. It's all through their network. So uh, say I'm in a position where I either see the writing on the wall or I am in a position where I was downsized and I want to work with you, what uh, is your ideal kind of client look like? And what, um, so let's start there. What, what is your ideal client? My ideal client is the professional that's ready to activate their career dreams. So they know they are ready for a change, whether that change has been forced upon them through a layoff or workforce reduction, or they're just ready to do something different. We start with a chemistry call and a career assessment, and they can find that on my website, www.activateyourcareerdreams.com. Dot com, and they can schedule a 30-minute consultation. And then once we figure out where they're at in their career and what they need to activate, then we do the three steps. We create a vision. We cultivate the resources. It could be a resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profile. It could be interview coaching. could be coaching on LinkedIn or job search strategy. And then we activate. So I specialize in helping people activate their career dreams and going through career transition. And then so the the work that you do is one-on-one coaching or is it group coaching or is it online courses that they're going through? How, how are they interacting with you and your team? They're going to, it's all one-on-one. So they're going to get a hands-on approach. Um, I'm part of the entire process from beginning to end. So when they schedule that 30 minute chemistry call, they're going to be speaking to Madeline Mackey, the chief career activator. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You, you're doing such important work and we appreciate you. And the information was so valuable. I hope the listeners who are in this transition really take it to heart and really get a hold of you. And on your website, do you have kind of more information for folks? Yes, on my website, they can schedule that 30-minute chemistry call. They can also take a look at my different resume writing and coaching packages, and they can also read about testimonials and the different kind of clients that I've worked with and take a look at some sample resumes. And one more time, the website? www.activateyourcareerdreams.com. All right, Madeline. Thank you again for sharing your story today. It's been a pleasure, Lee. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Bay Area Business Radio. 